Welcome to today's podcast episode where we're going to be talking to Manav Surti, a good friend of mine who produces music while studying as a freshman at the University of Connecticut, and I'm glad to have him on today. Manav, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. How's the day been? How's, especially with uh, the past few weeks? It's all been really busy. We're grinding through it. Of course. And that's something we're going to get into in this podcast episode. You're a young, young artist producing within the college environment. Let's just get a start in how did you start producing music? And how did you kind of develop this skill throughout your schooling experience? First, I picked up GarageBand when I was about six years old. I was messing around. We had just gotten a new Mac. It was 2009. And my cousins from Texas had come over. They opened this one app called GarageBand. We all just started messing around on it. I think it was that that really inspired me. Putting together puzzle pieces of sound. I really started to develop this skill as I went on and on. At first, obviously, my musical pieces weren't masterpieces. And I obviously still wouldn't say they are. But it really just wasn't coming together at first and obviously I was about seven or eight years old so it wasn't gonna be anything special but I just kept going because I loved putting together these sounds and as I progressed through all of elementary school I just kept doing it and I kept finding inspiration from all these new pieces of sounds that GarageBand had to offer. And that's actually pretty interesting. Could you talk a little bit more about how you learned to use the GarageBand software at such a young age? At first, all I used to do was put together loops. GarageBand has this thing. It's just a lot of pre-made loops that you can download and put together. So at first, I just started off dragging and dropping these loops into the um, track list. And it honestly wasn't anything to be reckoned with because it was just pre-made stuff that I was putting together in my own way. And I guess you could consider that music. But as of now, I don't think I'd consider that to be the most creative way of making music. But as I progressed, third and fourth grade, I think, was when I started chopping up these loops. I started making them my own. And once I started doing that, first, obviously, I saw a creative fall off. Um, it was something new and as with anything new, we usually have a steep learning curve, you know? Yeah. And this was really steep because at first I was, I, as I said, I was just dragging and dropping. But when I started to chop these loops, placement and so many different aspects of production began to come to me. And I honestly didn't know how to do any of that. And because I'm self-taught, I had to slowly learn through all of these experiences, through trial and error, through using my ears and listening to what sounded good. I used all of those things to eventually chop up these pre-made loops, make them my own, and then put them all back together to make basically my own sounds. So I think there was a really steep learning curve to that. I had to learn a lot about like harmonization, like what notes sounded good together what loops sounded good together and sound selection sound design like everything that went together and how to make basically everything sound good together so as i said before when we started off in elementary school i was just putting together loops and some of the all of these loops were either instrumental or 
well, all of them were instrumental, obviously, but some of them focused on like pads and brass and woodwind, while others focused on more per percussive elements like piano, drums, all that kind of stuff. So when I put stuff together, I wasn't really conforming to a specific genre. I was more so just looking for things that sounded good together. So in my earlier music, I used a lot of vintage drums and all these loops that I just didn't even know about, like genre-wise. And yeah. when I was younger, I didn't really listen to music either. So I was solely creating based off of my own ideas, not off of any other type of inspiration, which was kind of weird because none of the stuff I made really fit into anything that nowadays people would listen to. Because it was just like elements from this genre and elements from another genre and merging them. But as I progressed through middle school, say, and high school, even my earlier years of high school, mm -hmm. I started to listen to more and more music. And obviously the, t uh, the popular genre at the time was like pop, hip hop, yeah. rap. So I started off with a lot of listening to that. And that guided me through making my own sounds more like more of what I heard when I listened to music. And I think analytically listening to music helped me gain inspiration. So a lot of my middle school, earlier high school production techniques used a lot of hip hop stuff. I used to watch a lot of YouTube videos, lots of production technique videos. And at first they were all really basic because obviously I was trying to learn how to create a specific subset of music instead of just meshing random sounds together like I previously did. Mm -hmm. So it was, again, another really steep learning curve, learning, for example, like two-step hi-hat patterns, clap on the two and four of the beat. Like all of these things I had to initially learn in order to make the music sound like hip hop. And after I started learning all of that, I started to delve deeper into like breaking the rules. And like, obviously at first that also didn't sound as great yeah. as I hoped it would. <laughs> But eventually stuff started to come together in a way that I enjoyed, you know? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And one thing you actually you said was breaking the rules. And mm -hmm. I was going to ask about your musical inspiration as well. And did you have any musical inspiration that really related to the idea of breaking the rules, as you say? As I said, I used to watch a lot of videos. And for a while, for a year or two, my music would just consistently sound the same. Same drums, same type of everything, but just, um, it would just be like a different like pad or a different like brass element, like a different mallet element. And like the drums would all sound the same. So everything I'd make would sound the same. As I started to listen to my old, older projects, when I like finally realized that everything was sounding the same and I wasn't really making any sort of creative progress, that's when I started to realize that I needed to start doing stuff differently in order to appeal to the listeners, but more importantly, myself, because at the time I wasn't even enjoying what I was making. I was just making it because I had nothing to do. You know, mm -hmm. we weren't, we were kids, like yeah. we didn't have any other sort of schoolwork, anything to like really focus on for long extended periods of time like we do now. So this was like my go-to thing to do, sit down, make some stuff, put some stuff together. 
hopefully it sounded good, you know? Yeah. But I realized that this just wasn't working for me. The sound that I was creating sounded the same every single time I made it. I really started to think about what I could do differently. And that's when I stopped watching as many videos. And within these videos, they obviously teach you a lot of technical elements, but also like they give you a baseline for what you have to do. So I watched these videos, but instead of focusing on the baseline of what I should do, what I should keep constant, I more so focused on technical aspects. And I think that's where I started to really break the rules. You'd think that by breaking the rules, I'd, I'd be conforming like these constants, like all these things that would stay the same in a beat. But what I was really doing was I was analyzing the really small details of what I was doing. After I started to like mess with tempo, mess with time signatures, mess with like keys and like which notes I would place on a piano roll, that's where I really started to like think about smaller aspects of music production, you know? Yeah. And there's like, there's smaller aspects, micro, and then there's also like a bigger macro thing, like what goes into creating the entire beat. And if you change enough micro elements, you eventually change like the entire sound, like the whole beat, like the yeah. macro element. That's what enabled me changing all these smaller elements piece by piece. And trust me, this wasn't an easy process, obviously. I was, I was just changing like a small element in every beat. So I didn't see change for a long time because obviously like evolution, you see small changes and it's like a gradient of sorts. And that's how my music was. So I didn't really see change along the way. But as I listened to like previous beats from like a year ago, that's when I really started to notice like, oh, this is really basic. And now I can do all these advanced things all these advanced micro things that change the entire sound of everything that I was making. That's actually pretty interesting that a lot of it came from, would you say maybe experimentation? A lot. Um, a lot of accidents, a lot of creative <laughs> accidents occurred during these times. I was really just messing around with no set goal in mind. And I think that's what really changed my sound. And clearly I wasn't off of making hip-hop sounds yet i was just making more technically advanced hip-hop beats it was really a change um even just going from like elements of the same genre to like the same genre it was still really taxing to just like learn all of these new details and things and while i was doing this i really started to focus on so many different aspects and i learned so much through making these small adjustments to my music, like my workflow, my work ethic just became so much better. You know, like I was able to soar through all of these basics that I'd learned two, three years ago and focus on these more technical aspects. And by solely focusing on these technical aspects of my music, I was really able to like hone in on my ability. So it was just like constant learning. I, I like that idea of constant learning. And would you say that idea still continues today in the music you're producing now because oh, yeah. obviously it's been a while yeah it has so i was talking about early high school i just like stopped for a bit 10th 11th grade 12th grade is when i really started to pick all this back up 11th mm -hmm. 12th and so that break i think really helped me because during that time 10th 11th grade i really <laughs> it was this time <laughs> where i finally got like spotify premium so <laughs> i was really exposed to like 
so much stuff. And the thing is, I didn't really start listening to this hip hop music that I was talking about till nine. Before that, I listened to like game soundtracks, like <laughs> movie stuff. Like it really wasn't anything popular. I just didn't listen to any of that. So being exposed to all this in ninth grade, while I feel like everyone had already been listening to stuff since like middle school yeah so I felt like I was so behind on all my stuff I'm so glad I started listening to music in ninth grade instead of like earlier because I feel like if it wasn't for lack of understanding of music and like my yearning to be like everyone else because I was what like 14 15 at the time I just wanted to be like everyone else I wanted to fit in so I think that aspect really made me elevate my music, like my music listening taste, yeah. because I felt like I was so behind that I had to listen to like everything. And by listening to everything, I was exposed to so much. I was basically going through entire discographies of like people, like big people like J. Cole. I went through his entire discography in a day. Like Kendrick, I went through his discography in like two days because I felt like I was so behind and I just had to listen to every single person to fully like fit in catch up with everyone for all these years that i'd missed so by doing that i think that's what inspired me to create through all of these more popular artists i because i had no sense of who was popular and who wasn't because i'd never heard of any of these people i never followed any of these people i never listened to any of these people's music so i had no sense of oh, this is like a really popular person. Like people know who this is. So I was listening to like smaller artists considered, considering everyone like equal. Like I thought people like J. Cole, so any, any like random smaller artists were like on the same level. So I listened to all music considering everyone the same, meaning I was exposed to so many different smaller artists. And through that, just like genre bending music, that I was able to incorporate all of those elements like that I heard analytically again into mm -hmm. my own music. And that's where I really started to delve into like R&B and then just like, I, I guess I just came full circle from when I was five years old, you know, I was meshing all these <laughs> random genres together. And here I am again, just making whatever I want, whatever sounds good but with so much more technical knowledge, with so much more musical listening experience that it actually sounds how I want it to, you know? And that's what I feel like appeals to the listener and appeals to me. Yeah, because you really got this, maybe an unbiased immersion into everything that was available to you. Exactly. And obviously with your technical skills that you developed, it helped you make some great music. Mm -hmm. And... And now you're in college, obviously, and you're still making music. You're also DJing, which I've seen. What mm -hmm. facets of college experience that you've had so far have really helped you further your work, whether that be through collaboration or promotion? During the summer before we came to college, I was producing a lot, like a whole bunch of music. I think that's, this was like the entire year, 2021. Yeah. So when I came into college, I was fully expecting to keep doing this, you know, like every day I had such a rhythm going, like a beat or two a day for like 
so like such a long extended period of time even when i was like busy i always made time during the summer and during my like senior year of high school like the last semester or whatever to just sit down and create so when i came into college it was really really hard to i guess adapt because obviously we're alone for the first time we're going through all of these things and yeah being a biomedical engineer major as well <laughs> it was kind of tough to like finally realize that i wouldn't have time for this every day and that i'd have to have a balance between school and creation of my music but on to like the promotion and inspiration stuff i've met some amazing people during these past three months in college before i came into college i was already working on an ep with one of my close friends and we both came together because of our music making passions he sings i produce so i already had plans to like work on that but coming into college i really started to push myself i rebranded my whole page on instagram so that it wasn't just a simple beats account you know like before i just had a simple beats account but the name was like mon of beats <laughs> i was selling i was like trying to sell my stuff i was just making generic stuff that would appeal to like modern day rappers who i hoped would just buy my beat you know i and obviously with something so simple with so little promotion i don't know what i was expecting but it couldn't have been much it was at that time in the summer where i really started to think about what i wanted to do going forward so when i came into college i think two days before i took the steps to verify myself on spotify to rebrand my entire page to start promoting myself better and during that time like i gained 50 or so followers in like such a small amount of time and i'm like this is like working like this is what i need to do i think i was set because now i don't really care what i make as long as it sounds good to me that's all that matters you know um yeah i don't like as if people listen to it and they say that oh this isn't like my vibe i'm like all right well it's my vibe so <laughs> just don't listen to it you know it was a it was a really big process realizing yeah, I... and going through that because like this whole time i was trying to make music that would make other people happy but now i'm making music that makes me happy and like with with all that with all this like switching up my whole page like rebranding myself changing my whole name getting verified releasing my own stuff on spotify and like basically every other platform that was a really big part of promotion and obviously it comes with collaboration as well i mm-hmm. told you i had plans with my close friend to like collaborate make songs that was also a really big part of what contributed to by like change in sound he he's not like a rapper he sings like ballads and stuff yeah. so conforming my producing style to like that was kind of tough at the beginning i had no clue what i was doing <laughs> to be honest like i was just making stuff hoping it sounded good and that's what i've been doing for so long now that i can make good stuff yeah but from collaboration especially with neil you guys mm-hmm. were able to produce a really good song and where do you see collaboration going forward in college maybe with fellow students there have you already looked into that where do you see that going so at the moment i'm not really 
looking for much more collaboration than this like EP with Neil. Obviously collaboration and other aspects is something I'm still looking for, but like not in this aspect where I'm like producing for someone to rap or sing or like do vocals on, you know? Yeah. I think still collaboration is like really a key aspect to production because it helps you have another set of eyes on your own music, obviously helps you generate new ideas. I feel like I'm still looking for collaboration in that aspect. Mm -hmm. I'm like hoping to find other producers, hoping to find a community where I can promote my own music and have it looked at. There's so many already made communities. I'm on so many communities and on Reddit, Discord that just make music and share it. And I feel like that's also really helped in college. I've been staying active on these um, pages, trying to find more people who do what I do. And obviously my friends are a really good source for me to reach out to, to like have them listen to it as not music producers, but as like actual listeners. It's so nice having people around me who don't make music so that I can get a sense of what they're hearing because obviously not to sound like uh like pretentious but (laughs) i feel like how i listen to music is different from how the average listener listens to music i'm constantly focused on like background sounds focused on like oh what is that like small element that i hear while other people are like more so i guess focused on lyrics all like the overarching sound while I'm focused on micro sound. So I feel like it's so helpful to have people around me who can still like grasp the overarching sound of music and let me know how that fits in my own music because it really helps. I don't want to create something that's like so widely hated, even though I like it, you know, like I know I said that I like to spread my own music, but not getting listened to by my target audience even. Yeah. Then I feel like it's just not right. You don't want to mold yourself into something you're not, but at the same time, you just don't want to make something that's useless or something people won't listen to. Exactly. I totally get that because you need to make something that you like, but everybody else should, some people should appreciate because not everybody gonna appreciate it Mm -hmm. that's how it works but exactly i think you've done quite a good job of finding that community of people who do appreciate your music Mm -hmm. especially since you've now had some opportunities we mentioned this earlier where you're djing at events at yukon so -hmm. people do value your expertise and ideas in music so could you talk a little bit about those experiences at yukon i'm also on a dance team and Every two weeks at this Indian restaurant that we have near Yukon, we host a bar night. Not my dance team. All these, all like the Indian, I guess, organizations host this bar night. Obviously, with this kind of stuff, music does need to be provided. A lot of people on the team knew that I was heavy into production, making music, making mixes. They told me that I was in charge of DJing this entire night for like three or four hours. So obviously at first, anyone would be reasonably overwhelmed hearing this kind of stuff like, oh, because there's like 200 people in this venue as well. Yeah. So 
like I had to find music that everyone would vibe to. This isn't something where I'd be like playing my own music and being like, oh, if you don't like it, go away. Because we were trying to appeal to everyone. So I really had to dive deep because this was something I'd never, I hadn't done in a while, you know, like conforming to what everyone else liked. So I had to find so, I spent so long just finding about like 75, 80 to 100 songs that every single person in the um, venue would know. And this was a mix of like Western music and also Bollywood music. I went into my music production software, Logic Pro, and I transitioned, I put transitions between every single song, like smooth, seamless transitions. By the end of the night, I was getting like 15, 20 people coming up to me, telling me they loved the mix, telling me how much fun they had. And that was honestly such a refreshing experience because I felt like this was something so new to me. You know, like I'd created my own stuff. I'd never remixed songs. I'd never transitioned songs like this, but it turns out that I was like good enough to even do this. And so much of that mix was reliant on my previous skills that I'd developed as well. Like all those smaller aspects that I talked about at first really went into making this because when you start to do something new like this, I started doing this. I had no clue what I was doing. (laughs) All of those smaller elements obviously served as the building blocks to the entire mix again. So it was so helpful to have all this technical knowledge, but also have those basic building blocks in my head so that I could do what I was doing. I'm really proud of myself for that mix because I created that, like the whole two, three hour mix, picking wow. the songs, downloading them, transitioning them. And it, it, it just goes to show how how much all these smaller aspects helped me in my workflow, in my analytical knowledge of music. It was a fun experience. And I think I'm set to do it again in a couple of weeks. So it should be a really fun experience. Yeah, let me know how that goes. I'd be glad to hear about it. But it seems like you found some pretty rewarding experiences. Even if you're not promoting your own music, you're promoting your brand and you're just enjoying music and getting appreciated for it. Yeah, it's been really nice. I never saw myself in high school before coming into college having this type of exposure. Like, if you told me three months ago that I'd be making a DJ mix for 200, 250 people in, like, a club-like setting, I wouldn't have believed you. If I had told you three months ago that I would rebrand my entire page, that I would release music on like Spotify I would not have believed it but going to Yukon experiencing all of these new facets of collaboration finding all sorts of new inspiration through those promoting myself with all these new experiences I just it's just so new so refreshing and I love it that's amazing that's that's really awesome for you that you've been able to find something that just reaches all those characteristics and maybe makes you happy. Gaining some traction, you know? But where am I going to go after doing all this cool stuff that I, like, set out to do and finally achieved? So it's been tough trying to, obviously trying to balance the present, but also trying to figure out how I'm going to balance the future because 
obviously we're in freshman year school's just gonna get harder and harder what i have in mind right now is just no set goal i just want to keep creating whenever i can and keep spreading my music whenever i can and i think that's the thing that'll make me stay the happiest and that's the thing that'll help me create the balance that i need because as long as i'm happy with what i'm releasing and even if i don't release for a while as long as i'm happy with what i'm making i think that's all that matters because what i started this off as is like a pastime you know like a hobby i never knew would progress this far so going back to my roots as i progress through all these harder and harder classes research balancing my dance team academics i think what'll give me that balance is going back to my roots being happy with what i'm making not worrying about releasing on a schedule not re- like worrying about technical promotion type of stuff yeah so just keeping it fluid and just going with the flow that you find and i'd say you found a pretty good flow especially with everything you're doing in college and we can see the music you've been releasing and it's been looks like it's going pretty good and i'd love to see where it ends up going it's been an exciting journey can't wait to see where it goes myself <laughs> i'm sure and any other closing thoughts about any advice you'd give to somebody who wants to produce music or just go down this path just keep going you know i never i never thought i'd go down this path you know i when i stopped creating music i told you i stopped creating for a long time like a two year period i just didn't think that i'd ever start up again i was listening to so much music and like through that i was listening to producers too um pierre born i was listening to metro boomin i was listening to all these producers who were cranking out beats for famous rappers and i'm bored i started to think the way i do now my mindset was always like i'm never going to be as big as them because they have something i don't have but it turns out that the thing they had was something that i just hadn't found like that passion that they had that drive to keep going so what i'd say with advice is just keep going try to experiment try to be minimalistic before you advance on to like all these bigger aspects of creation try to focus on like the building blocks before trying to do all this like big stuff because i know it seems so daunting seeing all of these big big producers constantly creating constantly promoting themselves pierre born who i actually went to see live in concert i think 2 days ago we pushed past about 300 400 people to the front and it was such a euphoric feeling you know because he was one of my big inspirations when i started up music again in 11th grade seeing him because he's a he's a producer turned artist i don't know yeah. if i'm going to go down that route he started off producing now he sings and he produces his own music he dj's his own stuff he engineers his own stuff so obviously seeing this dude live who i'd looked up to for years he was like literally a foot away from me like it was just so surreal to like be standing next to someone i looked up to so much and seeing him as like a normal person who was just who just set out to do what i set out to do you know 
Like he was basically in my place when he was my age. So seeing all of this stuff was just so surreal. So just keep going. I love that advice. And I'm sure that a lot of people can take advantage of that. Just keep going and see where it goes. Yep. So this comes to the conclusion of our interview. Thank you for coming on. And as we said earlier, where can people find your music? First of all, thank you so much for having me. It was a blast talking about doing what I love. I hope everyone can gain some inspiration from this. You can find me on Instagram and Spotify and Apple Music, I think, literally every platform as Sir, S-U-R, Manav, M-A-N-A-V. And yeah. Well, thank you for coming on. And we'll leave you with that. Everybody, make sure to go check out Manav on the respective platforms.